0: Can we sing that chorus without the, without the instruments? I want, I want everybody to lift up your voice as we are singing together. Let our voice raise beyond the ceiling that we have. Let it reach through the skies. We will see an open heaven today. If we can lift up our voice. In lifting up our name, the name of Jesus Christ. The name that is stronger and powerful than any other name of face of the earth. The name that is given for the salvation of mankind. This name is lifted higher and it is greater. Let's just lift up the name of Jesus once again as a church. your name is higher. Your name is greater. Word. I'm failing Your I'm is in you. Let's do that once again. Your name is high Your name is great All my hope is in You Your word Unfailing, your promise, unshaken, is you. Glory. Matt, can you come forward for a minute? As, as we are worshiping the Lord is showing me you carrying the suitcase of your dad and walking along in this journey I don't know what it means but I'm sure that on ministry endeavors the Lord wants to use you and right now as we were all worshiping I'm seeing it you carrying your dad's suitcase his luggage and you are carrying forward moving forward with him in this endeavor can we all pray for Matt right now Amen. There are times that we got to be sensitive when the Spirit of God is moving in our midst. Let's not rush in this atmosphere. Son, the Lord wants to use you in the next level. Beyond the imagination of any person, He wants to use you. As you walk closely to Him, He will show you and He will tell you and he, you will see visions. This is what the Lord is telling me. You will see visions about your friends, about your classmates, about wherever God places you in your life's journey. You will see dreams and visions. You will see visions about people and their life. And when you speak that out in faith, God will use you to bless their life and bring them back to His kingdom. Father, I pray for your son right now. I pray for my brother. Let the Spirit of God move in his life. I pray, O Lord, that every stronghold of the devil be broken in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that his walk will be guarded by you. His drive will be guarded by you. Father, I pray that your spirit will take control of everything in his life, O Lord. And I pray, O Lord, coming days, he will grow stronger together with you, O Lord. Walk closer, closer to you, O Lord. And I pray in this journey as you have shown me father that he is carrying the the same the gospel the the, the luggage the suitcase of his dad and walking closely in this room of oh, god i pray that you will help him Father. I pray and I anoint your Son with Holy Spirit. I pray and I anoint your Son, O Lord. And I pray, O Lord, for the great task that you have laid before Him. I pray that you will use Him mightily for that, O God. Let no evil one, I upon your son, Lord. Not devil, I upon your son. I bless him in Jesus' name. I bless him in Jesus' name. I bless him in Jesus' name. And I pray, let rivers of living water flow through him, O oh Lord. I pray, let rivers of living water flow through his life, O oh Lord. And wherever you place him, Father, you will, he will not be ashamed of your gospel. He will be utilized for the growth of your kingdom. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for covering him under your grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Every eye closed, every eye closed, every eye closed right now. Every eye closed. I don't want you to be distracted. When the Spirit of God is moving, I want you to realize and to understand very carefully. This morning, our pastor brought up a powerful word that to the temple, to the church, there is one door. That door is accessible and that door was made accessible to us because when Jesus said, I am the way, I am the, that door, we entered through him to this sanctuary. We entered through him to this holy church that God has placed us to be part of church. I am asking you once again of this church right now, if there are areas for repentance, no eyes be open. I don't want anybody to be distracted right now. When the Spirit of God is moving, let's all be quiet. I want you to realize this very clearly. It's not in the noises that we make here, but in the calmness and quiet situations, God is moving. God is moving. Do not grieve Holy Spirit. If you cannot be here For 15, 20, 30 minutes, I don't want you to be in the hall right now. But if you are here, I don't want you to grieve Holy Spirit when He is working here. I want you to focus on Jesus right now. Focus on Jesus. The Spirit of God is moving here. Father, I pray that your Spirit will take control of life situations. And if there are areas that need reconciliation in your life with your fellow brother, fellow sister, with with other believers in the church or outside, wherever it is, if you need reconciliation, I am asking you, cry out to God, cry out to God, cry out to God, cry out to God. If we repent and come back to the Lord, Bible says, if my people repent and come back to me, I will heal their land. And today I am asking the members of Zion Gospel Assembly, if you have areas of reconciliation that you need in your spirit, if you can return back to the Lord with prayer, He says that I will heal your land. I will heal your situation. I will heal you. I will heal you. Father we submit we submit with our hearts condition today we pray O oh Lord Amen. that in everything you will speak to us you will speak to us Father you has you have made us a holy generation help us O oh Lord that we maintain our purity help us oh Lord that we maintain ourselves without any blemish. Help us, O Lord, that we remain covered under Thy precious saving blood. Help us, O Lord, that You help us. Father, without Your help, we can't do anything. Today we ask, Lord, that Your Spirit will continuously walk with each one of us, wherever they are. I pray that Your Spirit will guard them, protect them, Thank you for what you're doing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' matchless name, amen, amen, amen. Please be seated, amen. church. Please Hallelujah. be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we sing that Malayalam song? Yeruvela kin naruvel. Shobha purna nai. Maratha everybody sing together? O God, Yeshua, Yeshua, Alleluia. And the Nima Trame Sue Study Gulkum Study Gulkum Pugal Chekio Hallelujah. A island of Patmos where John the Apostle was all by himself nobody around him he saw the vision of God Almighty he saw God Almighty he saw who this resurrected Jesus was and when he saw it he fell at the feet of Jesus and he said God unclean as me purify purify and purify Father I pray that you will take us into a next level a next level as a church together. In everything we do, we ask of your presence to lead us. It's all about your presence, O oh Lord. When we are in your presence, transform us. Let there be a divine exchange. Let the old self us, of us die. And I pray, O oh Lord, that every time we come to your presence, there will be a renewing of self. There will be a renewing of who we are as a child of God. There will be a renewing, a new renewal that takes place every time we approach Thy presence, Lord. Thank you for doing In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. How are you doing today? Amen. Praise the Lord. What a powerful um, fasting and prayer we had last entire week. God just went ahead of us, opening doors. I heard so many of our uh, some of our folks who, you know, told me their testimonies of things that they were praying for in this walk of their life, and the Lord just has delivered them already. And also, some of you who are still praying on certain things, yes, the seven days might have been over, but we believe the Lord of Deliverance is with us, and that's why when we when we sit in this attitude of worship, when we come to God's presence, as last week. Pastor Felix explained to us that there's a divine exchange that takes place. What does that mean? Is that we are being renewed in God's presence. It's for us. It's for us. That should be our attitude when we come to God's presence, that there should be some level of change in us if you are in church, if you are here, so then when you leave at 12.30, 1 o'clock after you finish your business in church, when you leave this hall, when you leave this place, when you leave this five-acre property, there should be some change in you. The people should see in your life. The people see and recognize that God was indeed in this house. Are you with me, church, today? Are you with me, church, today? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to talk to you about, you know, whenever I prepare a message, I try to bring an intro, I try to make that in an interesting title. I try to give a good title to that Where people can remember the message with the title. Are you with me? It's something that I learned through my, you know, pastoral journey, and also through the 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 Bible College experience, and uh, uh, and and you know, from my dear one of my, you know, great pastors in in Springfield, Missouri. That whenever you you know, with with good messages, you know, you you try to give a good heading so the people know your message through that heading. Today I like to preach about no pain, no gain it's about no pain no gain it's something that most of our youngsters will relate you know when you go working out at gym or you know start working out Uh, I remember before my marriage, I wanted to look perfect fit, right? Most of our folks, you know, I know that right before their marriage, one month, two months, they all go work hard because they want to fit into their clothes. They want to, the bride and groom and, you know, groomsmen and everybody, you know, they want to fit into their clothes and they want to maintain that. So... Uh, you know right before my marriage in you know, almost two or three or two or three months. I went worked out I wanted to get rid of use of my Madhya Pradesh and you know uh, Just wanted to work hard in that area and uh, you know Wanted to look good for my marriage So when I first started because I have no clue of how things happen, you know My entire body was aching. It was like I could count my bones. Anybody with me? Anybody who has experienced this? No, nobody? Okay. I know there would be some people. Some of you are like, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, if you, it, but after that initial struggle, what I saw was uh, a difference in my physique, a difference in my appearance. I, I mean, I had more energy and strength, and it it, it just helped throughout that uh, you know marriage time. It it helped, and after that, you know, in our Malayali culture or an in Indian culture, you have after your wedding is your treat time, right? And because I was a church pastor, we have nearly, you know, close to 300, 400 members in our church. And uh, uh, everybody wants to treat your ch- your pastor. Everybody wants to invite you for, uh, uh, what's it called? Virenda, right? And then you go, all the workout that you did is now gone. Because you are treated so lavishly and you enjoy that. But now, you know, after I ca- you know, coming to America, um, you know, I started uh, in Arizona, I started going to gym again. And I wanted to work out and look good, and you know, and I started going there. It hurt me so much, but during that time. Uh, you know, I shed a lot of weight and it was that process slowly started becoming good. I'm trying to go back and, you know, maintain, you know, myself. Everybody should. It's not bad. Everybody should. And I think a couple of weeks ago, one of our dear uncles where they were forcing me. They're like, Pastor, you should go and work out. I'm, I'm thankful for people who encourage us once again, one, one, ag- one another. Today, I like to talk about no pain, no gain. What does I mean by that? The book of Exodus is where I want to camp in today. Exodus chapter 1, verse 6, is what I want to read. Now Joseph, and we were all in a study of the life of Joseph. And Joseph's story is one of the longest chapters, you know. The story of Joseph is one of the longest, uh, uh, you know, in through the Bible, uh, so many details about his life. And we don't have enough time to go into the depth and details. Today is going to be a wrap in the from the life of Joseph. I will end in time, but today is going to be the wrap. Um, You know, I want to finish today the life of Joseph. Exodus chapter 1 verse 6 says, Now Joseph and all his brothers and that generation died. Now Joseph and all his brothers and that generation died. And there is the end for Joseph's life that we see. And that's why I said I'm going to wrap up the life of Joseph today. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 verse 6, Now Joseph and all his brothers and that generation died. But the Israelites were fruitful and they multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous so that the land was filled with them. What a beautiful scripture portion that we get to meditate this morning. In Exodus chapter 1, you know, verse 6, you know, as it talks about the life of Joseph and it is coming to a completion of the life of Joseph, we have to understand that um, you know, from the time that Joseph, um, uh, you know, died in Genesis chapter 50 verse 26. You don't have to read it. In Genesis chapter 50 verse 26. And you know, when we come to the portion in Genesis chapter 1, the persecution had started in the life of Israelites who were exiled now in egypt the persecution started so there's a gap of nearly 220 years so 220 years is the gap between joseph dying and the persecution beginning in in the phase in the life of all the Israelites why do I say this because you know Bible talks about Joseph was well known throughout Egypt he was the prime minister second in command to Pharaoh he was a ruler of the entire area the ruler he he, he was the man uh, in command for the entire nation of Egypt and everybody who did business with them he'd had the final say But there came a time in his life that, you know, as every person will die at the age of 110, Joseph passed away uh, with a good legacy that his children and descendants could uh, could probably you know follow and as we see that in Joseph's life we see in the scripture that his brothers and everybody in that generation nobody is constant in this life right everybody has to pass away one day how many years you live but you gotta you will die one fine day Joseph was a good man he did great things for the Lord in the anointing of the Lord in the calling of the Lord and when he was doing all that but you know they came a point in, in his life too like everybody else that he had to die. And like the him, his brothers passed away. And along with him, he had actually got in 70 of his brothers and sisters and his family members. So a total of seven, I'm just giving you a background here. A total of 70 people came to Uh, you know, this place called Goshen and in Egypt and they all lived there. But as years went by, we know the end of almost 400 years, the entire children of Israel were in Egypt. But at the end of their, you know, exilic time and Moses comes and rescues them all and, you know, takes them out. Uh, The Bible talks about from 70, they had grown to how much? Anybody knows the number? Nearly 600,000 only men. Just imagine. Just imagine, in a matter of 40 years, 400 years from 70 people, God multiplied them. And that's why we say that Joseph and his brothers and all that generation might have passed away. But the Israelites and the most important thing there in those connections, in that verses there is the word but. But the Israelites were fruitful and they multiplied. But the Israelites were fruitful. No matter whoever comes to season, whoever comes to throne, whoever comes to position, whoever comes and whoever goes, it doesn't matter. But what matters the most is if the Lord has proclaimed something, it will come to pass. Joseph had to live X number of years he lived. Abraham had to live X number of years they lived. Isaac had to live X number of years he lived. Jacob had to live X number of years he lived. His descendants, his brothers had to live for the years that they were chosen or they were allowed to live in this earth. But even if they die away, the word of God will never change. When God called Abraham and he walked with Abraham hand on hand on that beach, he said, hey son Abraham, because you believe in, you trusted me, I am going to bless you. Your children, your descendants will be filled in all of the earth. They'll be like the grains in the seashore. They will be like the stars in the sky. Are you familiar with the scripture portion? You know, when we see here, Joseph and his brothers and all that generation might have passed away, but one thing we have to understand if the Lord had promised something in the life of His forefathers, nothing and no single word, not even a full stop, no comma, can be altered in the promises of God Almighty. <laughs> It was God Almighty who had proclaimed the words of life. And when He said, He said for humanity worldwide together. Joseph and his brothers died. But the words of God did not die with Joseph. The promises of God did not die with Joseph. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dear fathers and mothers and dear parents here, you might have received a promise in your life. No matter whosoever comes into your season and walks out. If the Lord has placed a promise in due season, I am blessing it today. In due season, Bible says, Is the lights were fruitful and they multiply? Because once my Lord had proclaimed these words of life into their situations. Are you following me today? Are you following me today? Hallelujah. Bible says the Israelites are fruitful and they multiplied greatly and they became exceedingly numerous so that the land was filled with them. It's like the story of camel. They gave little space to the camel. End of the year, the camel occupied the entire tent, right? Pharaoh said, Okay, bring your parents. Wonderful, wonderful time in the land of Goshen, in the land of Egypt. You know, the Israelites were so happy for the time period of nearly 200 years. They enjoyed the blessing of Egypt. They enjoyed everything about Egypt. But hey, Egypt was not your promised land. God will shake you up. And that's what we have to understand. Through my scripture today, what I want to focus is about, I want us to understand that do not be comfortable where God has placed you right now. This is not our area. We are just wanderers or we are just walking by. We are on a journey through this earth. We are on a journey through this time and system and place wherever we are. And in this journey, God might, may not give you what you need or Whatever it is, it is in his promises, he might. But understand this, if he is shaking our tents, if it is shaking us up, then we have to understand this is not the place where God has asked us to be comfortable with. We are on a journey. Praise the Lord. The entire story of Israelites talks to us talks to the New Testament church that my Jesus who came back to redeem our life, he is coming back again to take us so that we could be inheritors of that heavenly kingdom that he has placed, appointed, and prepared for everybody. Are we focused on that? It's my question today. What do you know about the coming of Jesus Christ? What do you think about the coming of Jesus Christ? Have you ever prayed about it? Does that even come to your mind? Do you even think about it? For nearly 200 years, 200 plus years, Israelites were enjoying our Egypt. It was one of the blessed places that they can ever be. They enjoy the wealth, the lavishness of that land, the fruitfulness of the land. But hey, that is not your promised land. no. After 200 years, God started shaking the situations around. God started shaking their place around. God started bringing, you know, He started bringing persecution and oppression among them. Why? Because God wanted them to know and understand that do not hold on to the temporary because I have placed you a permanent location. Do not set your eyes on a temporary when I have made something permanent for you. Most of the time, we as individuals on this journey, we focus on the temporary aspects of our life and we are working hard to get everything of that. Eternal and eternity should be the perspective of a Christian's journey. When you're focused on Jesus, when you're focused on heaven, everything that you do on a daily life will be totally aligned in your focus of who Jesus is. Come on somebody. Where have we lost church? I'm encouraging that we once again focus on the coming of the Lord. I want us to sing songs that reminds us the coming of Jesus Christ. He is coming back again. You know what the devil is doing these days? We have, we have all kinds of encouraging preaching and prosperity and everything. But somewhere, 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 we have missed on the preaching of the coming of our Lord. The devil is happy as long as we don't preach the coming of Jesus Christ. He is coming back again. God started shaking the system of Egypt so that the people, the nation of Israelites would understand, Hey, I don't have to get comfortable here. I have somewhere else to go. I have another place to go. I am on a journey. Church, today I'm asking you. That should be our prayer. That should be our family discussion. At the hearing of the trumpets call, I will be with my Lord. The coming of the Lord Almighty is very important. It's very near. It's very near. It's very near, very close, very close. What are we doing for that? What are we doing? Are we getting ready for that? In all your behaviors and actions that you do within the church should be and will be aligned to where your focus is. What is most important in your life? If God is most important in your life in that three hours, four hours of your Sunday service here, you will be focused only on Jesus. No distractions. Am I making sense? I'm sorry. My voice is a little louder and harsh, but I want you to get this. They got comfortable in their areas. God started shaking the system around. If once in a while, there is some shake in your life that you come across, that your your life from the normal has been shaken. From the normal, the Lord has done something where you can come back again and realign in His promises, realign in the Word of God. Understand, it is the Lord's doing so that your focus will change back on God Almighty. No pain, no gain. You got to have some troubles. For you to come back to the Lord Almighty. For you to focus back on God Almighty. For you to know and understand who God is in your life. Fasting and prayer is an important time. Many of us showed up for fasting and prayer last seven days. Some of us who could but did not. I'm asking you, never do that again. It's a time when we focus on God. It's a time when we shift our focus, discipline ourselves, and look to the face of that saving grace. Why did He have to go through that cross? Why did He have to do all that? For us. He became the door. He became the ladder. He became that mediator. Where are we lost? I know if I, I would have preached the preaching on Israelites are fruitful and multiplied. Everybody would shout amen and hallelujah. But no. The Lord is shifting my message right now. I didn't prepare. My points are totally different. Justin can see it. My points are totally different. Our focus has been changed. Come back to the Lord Almighty. The Lord has a special purpose and plan about our church. Lord, we if we align, if we come back united together, yeah. the youth, old, ladies, got everybody, never say that they are doing something different. I am doing, it should be a united church. Yeah, Jesus came for a united church. Mm-hmm. We can stand united. And our focus is shifted back again on Jesus. That's all matters. That's all matters. In this journey, that is the most important thing that we must focus on church. When you meet each other, you must remind them, my Lord is coming back. Have a good week, but be careful how you live. This morning in the Sunday school class, I reminded of Paul's letter to Rome. And I said, the beautiful scripture in 1 verse 16, it says that, and Paul saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not at all ashamed. Why? Because I am living the life that has transformed Christ's life I have been living and I consider this as a privilege to live this life that Christ has changed for his eternity some of us believe and understand that you know we go to you know yes we go to heaven after we die we begin eternity right when we start believing in Jesus Christ we don't die and go to eternity we have began our eternity here you trying to see this it's a theological statement that I'm making, but you to understand this. That you have began a journey that is different from your brother, from your sister who have not accepted Jesus Christ. You have began a journey that most of your friends don't even know and they have no clue about it. You try to explain, them, explain to them a sci-fi movie. It's, it's almost like that. You cannot. It's it's fiction, right? You cannot explain to them. You began a journey of eternity the moment you stepped down on that water and accepted Jesus Christ and made your decision to walk with the Lord. You have began eternity the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He became the ladder. He became the door. He became the access point for us. And He became the only mediator between us and God and enabled us to climb the ladders to eternity. Why? Have we lingered away from where God had asked us to be at? Egypt was really good. God started shaking them up. God started shaking them up so I'm asking you I'm reminding you if you feel some side of some sort of a shake in your life system from the normal the Lord has been shaking you up something different is going on in your job in your workplace you know it's it's all for you to understand and to know that God is bringing back bringing you back so that you can focus are you trying to understand no. bringing you back so that you can focus on God almighty. Praise the Lord. Yes, Canaan was a land of milk and holly, a, 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 a place that can, we can geographically position. But in the New Testament, as we look on to the New Testament church, God has promised a canon for us. That is our goal. And everything else comes secondary. Or everything else is considered to be garbage. Eternity is my Focus. Eternity is my focus. Today I'm asking you, church, let's prepare ourselves for eternity. Prepare ourselves. Prepare ourselves. This life of eternity that we have began, let's prepare ourselves that we continue to live a life of renewal. And that's where your personal prayer comes in importance. That's where your fasting and prayer is important. That's where you got to leave your busyness life, busy life, and come back and seek out the presence of God. Linger more at His feet. And that's when God will say, Martha, you were worrying about so many else, but she chose the best part. Why? She lingered at the feet of Jesus. Are you trying to see this? What is your focus on? What is your focus on? By next week, we'll give you the dates for October's fasting and prayer. By next week, we will give you the dates for our April, next 2018 April fasting and prayer. Y'all make plans for vacations, right? Everybody makes plans in a year's advance. We book our tickets, but we are going to give you dates for the coming seasons. I want you to make plans. I'm a younger brother to most of you. But when I stand here, I stand with the heavenly authority. I'm asking you. Come, focus on what our Lord has set us free. Focus on that cross. Let us change our attitude. When that happens, when that true worship takes place, as Christian read that scripture this morning, that the fire of Holy Ghost came upon all of them. And let me remind you, fire is contagious. It's not like water. Water, you, f- you, you pour water here, water will be here. But with fire, you know, one person catches fire, fire will pass on. It is contagious. It'll pass on. When you catch the fire of God Almighty, it should pass on into your family. Fathers, if you have caught the fire of God Almighty, it should pass on to your next level. Moms, if you have caught the fire of Holy Ghost, it should pass on to your next generation. It should pass on. It is contagious. It is contagious. And that's what God is wanting us. As a Christian church, when we focus on God Almighty, when the Holy Ghost power comes upon us, it helps us. Number one, what does the fire does is, it purifies. Takes out the junk out of us. It purifies. The gold is no value if it has not gone through a refining. Oh, no, 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 no. I paid around 12,000 rupees for very cheap. Gold is very cheap actually. Hallelujah. Rupees for this gold. It had to go through a refining process for it to be valuable. For it to be valuable. Are you trying to say this? For it to be valuable. As individuals, God will shake our system. And that very moment when we seek the face of God Almighty, the fire of Holy Spirit will rest upon our lives, clean us inside out. There will be a divine exchange that takes place in who we are. We become more like Christ. And that's where we begin the Christ-centered eternal life we will be like Him. We will be like Him. Without refining, you cannot be like Jesus Christ. Jesus had to go through refining. Then who are we, right? He had to go through that process. Gave Himself away. He had to go through that process. Refine and became the first of the kind to have a transformed nature. And now, as his legal heirs of that heavenly kingdom, God is leading us through this process, so that when refining situations comes, just submit yourself. Don't run away from it. God, the even, we are on the chetty ready act one. Because <laughs> we are not like the people who are going to get it on the chetty. No one is <laughs> alive. even, we on the chetty. No one comes in. We on the chetty ready act camp. Okay. As no one comes, we are going to go to the army. No one is standing he is the good potter. He knows what is best, where what angle He has to bend us and make us good so that we can enter His abode. We can enter His presence. I'm connecting different portions. If you're familiar with scriptures, you will understand this. What we have to focus. Joseph died. His brothers died. And everybody... Around him who entered Egypt died. The Lord began to multiply them in numerous. The promise of God never fails. The promise of God never fails. Verse 8 says that, Then a new king who did not know about Joseph came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, I'm going to end with this verse. So do not be depressed. Be happy. I want to see your smiling faces. Okay. I will leave you home early. Everybody is happy when the pastor says, "Amen," you know, before 12:15, if the pastor said, "Amen, everybody." but nobody will come in on time. Our service starts at nine. <laughs> then a new king who did not know about Joseph came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, "The Israelites have become too much numerous for us. Come, we must deal with them shrewdly. Or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, will join our enemies, fight against us, and, can you read that? And? What, what does it say? Leave? And leave the country. Not over just overpowering Egypt. Not just winning the throne of Egypt. But they will leave. Let Praise lord! I yang kalau melayan in the the last tujuan, pertama tujuan. Ettom valiyeh perbincangan kita tentang apa yang kita Praise the Lord He does not like us leaving his property, his territory, his, his place. He wants us to be comfortable there. As long as we are comfortable there, he doesn't care. But the moment you see he, realize, I mean the moment he realizes that people are ready to leave, he will bring in problems. And that's when you have to realize God is shaking the system. So that he is making us understand this is not our place he has set us something different hallelujah he did not have any problem he said that a new king who did not know joseph came after almost 220 years a new king a new pharaoh came up and in egypt he said look to his people look he said to his people the israelites have become numerous they have grown they are too much in number i don't know These guys, their reproduction was so good. The Israelites in 400 years from 70, they were nearly 600,000 men. Amazing. The Lord just blessed it. The Lord just blessed it. And now towards the end, when it comes, it says, come, we must deal with them surely or they will become more numerous and fight against with us and they will leave the country. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about. The devil is very angry and upset if you raise the bar by saying, I'm going to leave you, He's not happy at all. He's not happy at all. And that's what we have to understand, that God is changing us, that we focus on Him more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We had brothers and families that I know of in our church, you know, um, when they came to the Lord, that's the time the entire hell stood against them. When they were with him, worshipping him, when they were worshipping all these idols, and there were no problem. The moment he stepped out of that comfort zone, he made himself with God. He started coming to church. The public started being against them. His, his, he lost his job. So many problems started coming in altogether against his life. The devil started working against them. Why? Because he left their comfort zone. When turbulent times arises, it is just for us to realize that we focus on God. We focus on God. Can we close our eyes and look to the Lord for a moment? The Lord just drifted me totally from my message. My points, my thoughts, My everything was so different today. But sometimes I, as ministers, As leaders, this is something that we have to understand. When the Lord shifts you into a new direction, into a new phase, you have to focus on that and move on. And today, the message that I want you to take back home is when God is shaking our system away, He is making us to focus on Him more. Let that be our goal. Let eternity be our perspective. Let we inch towards where God has placed us so that we will be one with Christ Almighty. Father, I covet your people to thy hands. And I pray, O Lord, in this walk of their journey, I pray that you will be with them and you will strengthen them. You will bless them. You will anoint them. Father, I pray in everything they do, O God, that they will walk in your ways knowing that they have began a journey of eternity with you i pray O lord that the devil will not eye on it but also i pray that you will enable them to focus on you more day and night in everything they do O god i pray that your strength will strengthen them in their walk father i pray that in their walk they will not be ashamed of the gospel but they will stand strong together to bring forth your good news To the ends of the world, so that many of their friends and families will follow and focus on who you are and what you have done. I bless my people. Father, I bless them in everything they do. I bless their going and their coming. Father, I bless their work. I bless their business. I bless in Jesus' name everything that they are doing for your kingdom. Father, even if it is one person that they have reached out to last week or last month, oh Lord, I pray heaven will guard it. I pray Father for every seed that they have sown for your kingdom's growth. I pray, oh Lord, that you will bless them. You will multiply and you will increase. I pray, oh Lord, that you will make them to be fruitful and increase in number. I pray, oh Lord, that that you will lead them victorious in life's desolate situations. I pray, oh Lord, when persecution arises. I pray Lord that you will protect them and you will help them to save God. This priceless possession that you have hid in this clay jars. I pray O oh Lord that you will bless our people. Thank you for being with us. In Jesus matchless name we pray. Amen. 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 May the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ and the sweet communion of never leaving Holy Spirit be with us from now on till He comes back again and let Him help us to focus more on the coming of our Savior. In Jesus name, may y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week ahead. We have some announcements.